Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 65 of Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, as always, joined by Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week? Hey, uh, doing well. Lots of soccer going on up here. Little girl soccer, seven-year-old. Uh Traveling all over the place already. You know, Hopefully if you put those off. kids on, put those kids on eBay. You don't got to go to those soccer games, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> then you, then we go to jail. So, uh, joining us this week is Chris Spillman. Chris is, uh, what year are you at Zionsville? Uh, junior. He's a junior at Zionsville. He worked with me this past fall in the Metro Indy Basketball Fall League, along with uh, Caleb and uh, JD and he did an excellent job of sending us some notes and and um, man in the stats for the games that was great um, I thought it was a good experience I don't you probably didn't enjoy all of it but <laughs> but you know you you're, you got paid for your time but then I appreciate it. he sent some good notes and I thought well this would be a good guy in the future to to involve with what we're doing and that's what we're doing now so he had a chance to watch some freshmen play this week current freshmen on what is probably the the first local, bigger local AAU weekend. And he's going to talk about that later after we uh, go through the recruiting updates and discuss this junior all-star team that came out last week and and maybe even Mr. Basketball finalists. So, so Zach, get, get us going on the recruiting updates, and then we'll, we'll go through the rest of the, the agenda. Yeah, uh, pretty busy week, actually, for commitments and offers. Yeah, uh, one not on the list right now, I noticed, was uh, – Krishan Christmas is going to go ahead and go up the prep route. He's going to stay yep. close to home and go to Don Bosco. Uh, but other than that, we have a good list here. Uh, Julian Norris from Bossy, Bowling Green offer. Uh, Nick Flesher, Nikki Flesher from Andran, guy I really like up here by me. He's got a Goshen offer now. Uh, Kyle Ross, another guy up here, Lake Central, a couple seniors offered by Milwaukee. <clears throat> Malachi Pearson got a grace offer. He went ahead and then committed then today to that grace offer. So he's going to grace. Um, Brian that's Waddell. A that's a whirlwind four days for him. Yeah. Uh, Brian Waddell got a Purdue offer coming off the state championship victory. Uh, Jalen Washington also up here. Gary Westside 2022 uh, Texas offered him. And then commitment wise, uh, quite a few D threes. It looks like, uh, and then a, yeah, quite a few D threes and a D one. You skipped Car- over two offers. Uh, who did I skip? Oh yeah, yeah, my the fault. Two 20, the two twenty twenty three guys. Case. Yes, uh, Cathedrals, Xavier Booker, and Christmas Addicts, Jalen Hooks, both got LSU offers. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty big offers for twenty twenty three kids. Yep. <clears throat> and then back to commitments. Like I said, Malachi Pearson from Logan Sports going to Grace. Uh, Benny Buccella from HSE just to, committed to Wabash today. 
Uh, let's see. Kamari Peterson, a guard we really like out of Gary Westside, is going to go to Indiana State. Ian Scott, pretty good get for Grace. He's from Plainfield, big from Plainfield. Uh, Michael Howard from Shenandoah going to Hanover. And then to the last two, we have Ty McClung from Mississinawa going to Franklin. And Jesse Johnson Hall from Crawfordsville going to go to Wabash. And also Gabe McQuay from Arsenal Tech. He committed to Goshen today. Um, Damon oh, did that happen? Nice. Yeah, Damon nice. Turner put that on his stories. Yeah. Oh, we see you doing the Instagram. There we go. See, we're not in. I'm in the Instagram. I'm on it, but mostly just tracking the kids that I coach and making sure they act somewhat professionally. He's um, the one I asked you about the other day, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's good. Okay. He's 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 a good player. He had a really good year, and uh, you know, Tech they just didn't have uh, the, they didn't have a lot of size. I mean, Matthew Spears is six seven, but he's more of a more of a wing. Um, and, and possibly a skilled, you know, maybe a skilled power forward, but, um, yeah, they, they would, they weren't very big beyond him and, but the, they got, they had some good guard play with uh, Damon son and, and McQuay. So, I mean, Wabash had a great week. I mean, th those are two good pickups. Obviously Jesse Johnson Hall, you can't really get any closer to home than, than that, but Buchilla is a good pickup for them. And they, he's a kid that. Look, you know, at that level, he might be more. It might be the schedule they play. He doesn't really get downhill a ton, but he doesn't make hardly any mistakes. He's just a steady, steady wheel, which a lot of times is is great. And I think a Wabash where he's probably going to be a little bit more athletic on the court than what, you know, you know, than what he faces or than what he relative to what he faces during the school season or during the high school career. You know, he's probably going to put up more scoring numbers as he gets, you know, gets a little bit stronger for college. So, but Kumari Peterson, do we, do we think it was just a race to see who committed first between him and, and Shamar Avance? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that could be. I mean, they offered both of them last, what was a week and a half ago or last week? And, um, you know, obviously Kumari would pull the trigger quicker. You know, you hope that. You hope that that's, you know, the offer's still there for Shamar, but that's the way recruiting is. Recruiting is a – scholarships are a scarce resource, and that's the first thing you learn in economics is that uh, there's uh, nothing lasts forever and nothing is free. So you you got opportunity costs for anything, and sometimes the opportunity cost for time is opportunity. And in that's, you know, in Avance's case, you know, I don't know how seriously he was considering Indiana State, but uh, Peterson – didn't take long to commit after getting the offer from them last week. So I'd be curious to see how that plays out. Cause I think Indiana state would have been good for either one of them. Good for Indiana state and good for each of those kids. So um, hooks, no brainer. He's a high major and that LSU offer is, is warranted. Um, the, the Waddell one, uh, you know, look, man, it, it's, it's, I think the Missouri Valley is a really great level for him. Um, I know people just fully expect me to be full out Homer on Carmel guys, but I'm, I'm not. I, I wonder if you compare what he did to the type of player that, uh, that uh, Klein was and um, from Carmel who went to Purdue and, 
and Ryan was a just as pure a shooter as can be. And, you know, his production was inconsistent until maybe his senior year. And, but he was always, always a threat. You, you could never not guard him when he was on the court, regardless of, of uh, how much he played or, or, or how successful he was. He was definitely the fact that he was a great shooter was always the top line on his scouting report. And, you know, Waddell will, you know, the, the physical parts of the game have been a struggle for him. Um, he's a lot more aggressive his senior year defensively. Uh, you know, that'll be a good challenge for him as well. And I, you know, it's not an insult. Sometimes if you don't, if you don't love a kid as much as somebody else does, they think you don't like him. Um, I, I don't think it's a insult at all to say that he would be really good in the Missouri Valley. And, and to me, that's his best fit. Now, obviously if he goes to Purdue, he gets to follow in his dad's footsteps and, and, um, play on the, you know, play on the, one of the biggest stages there are. Um, but, um, you know, that it's one of those deals where sometimes fit is better than level. And, you know, hope, and if he goes to Purdue and has a great, you know, is really productive and proves me wrong, then I mean, I'd definitely be happy for him. So, but um, anyway, you guys got anything else? Any, anything on those guys? I, I noticed in the Waddell, Dindy Star, they interviewed him, um, and he was talking about. He said he, I believe he said he was interested in visiting Loyola, which, like you said, that's the NBC level. Um, right. And he said that he's considering. He's still considering. He said he was pretty shocked by the Purdue offer, and he even said that Painter told him before the season that there'd be some things that would have to fall into place. Or I don't know about before the season, but early in the high school season that like someone would have to transfer in this position group, which I think I'm guessing it was either Wheeler or one of those other big guys that transferred. Um, but he said that even though Purdue, obviously that'd be, that's like his dad's footsteps, stuff like that. He still said that he may want to be a bigger part of a team. So he's still considering things. And I think he, I think he said, he'll still take some more visits, but he, he, I think he'd definitely be a great addition in the NBC because he really, He's exactly like a lot of guys like Liam Robbins a couple of years ago at Drake, who was kind of a stretch big. He's he's kind of like a four, but guys that usually are stretch bigs in the NBC do pretty well. And I think he'd fit in pretty well. So, yeah, I think he's a wing. Um, the, the physicality of that of that bigger position. I mean, there, look, there's times there were times this year where Carmel got bullied a little bit. And even even in their wins and even their last three games, there were times where they struggled with the physicality of of Lafayette, Jeff and Gary West and, and Lawrence North. And, and he's right there with it where there were, there were a couple of times where he lost the ball to point, a point of attack, which means the guy guarding him created the turnover and, or in, in his case, in fairness, double teams, no, not, you know, but that's something that he's going to have to, that's going to be a challenge for him, no matter what level of college he goes, because right now he's, he's just got to get stronger and, um, I mean, all these kids have to get stronger, but it's just some of the, some of the Carmel guys you look at and we're just, we're longer. The Carmel kids are bigger or taller, longer. And, but they're also outside of maybe Suter and, and Jalen Wack. Um, those two guys are the strongest kids on the team, at least in terms of how they look. I don't know what their bench numbers are, how they're, how they're, hand, you know, what they, you know, what they show on those types of, uh, you know, they're lifting stuff, but 
But when you look at them physically, those two guys look like they can compete physically with anybody. And the rest of those kids, God love them. They need to just get a little stronger and, and um, get, they can borrow some of my fat and turn it into muscle if they want. I don't, I don't know if that's an option, but uh, um, nothing else stands out there. I mean, Jalen Washington, Texas, that's a no brainer as far as offer goes. Um, Kyle Ross yeah. has been pretty quiet. Yeah, while. it's good. Yeah, it's good to see him get get a late offer. A lot of his stuff was early, and then he he missed pretty much his whole junior year yeah. with the transfer, and, and the AAU blew up because of COVID, and and it's so it's it's nice to see him. You know, that, I think the Milwaukee guys got a got an Indiana connection, especially a region connection. So that's good. Give him a chance to you know hopefully he can go and have a good career there. Grace obviously had a good week. I I, I like both those guys. Pearson and Scott mm-hmm. when Ian Scott had one of the best games of the year, putting up 40, 47 on North central. Um, but anyway, I mean, did he have much action? Otherwise do we know? Um, he was getting, yeah, he was getting a lot of those. His thing is, is he's not, he's not super quick laterally. You know, he's got to play at a level. He's probably at his best level where he can guard, maybe combo big, like a four or five. And that's that crossroads league. And that's, you know, he's going to be really good in that league. And I think he's going to get a chance to improve his shot and stretch his game out. They, they did involve him as I remember I wrote something about him and completely missed the mark on how involved he was in the perimeter play. Um, it's, it's not like they're running him off screens, but they are involving him in a lot of dribble handoff action and a lot of pinch post action where he is able then to, to keep it and, and ISO do some ISO stuff. Um, but if he can stretch his shot out and be more consistent out there, then, you know, he just becomes a dual threat because inside his footwork's tremendous. And um, he's got a pretty good motor, not super athletic, but he definitely has a good motor and good length. So he'll be good for them. I don't know what they have ahead of him, if he's going to play right away or what, but, but I, I see him as he gets older, he'll, he'll be really good for them. So, yeah. Julian Norris is finally he got another offer also yeah is that there's Bowling Green right around his level well I gotta gotta see him play more I the times I've seen him play he's not shot the ball well at all so it's just it's kind of like the same thing with I thought about Naylon Thompson who I thought was obviously we both thought was an utter steal for St. Francis yep but if you're looking at if you're looking at D1 situations um, I've not had a good number of looks at Norris and, and, um, you know, Nick would be a good guy. Baumgart would be a good guy to talk to about that, but, um, he, uh, not on this week, so can't ask him. Yeah. <laughs> um, junior all-stars, they came out last week. Actually, they came out before we podcasted and we just, we wanted to wrap up, wrap up the season. Um, now I've lost my way. Where am I? My list. I need a different list. There we go. Tayshawn Comer, Tay Davis, or Tayshawn Comer from Cathedral, Tay Davis from Warren Central, CJ Gunn from Lawrence North, Jalen Jackson from Carroll, Will Lovings Watts from Jeffersonville, Fletcher Lawyer from Homestead, Brandon Northern from Silver Creek, Braden Smith from Westfield, Pete Suter from Carmel, Leland Walker from, from North Central, Jalen Washington from Gary West and Charlie Williams from Carmel. So um, the any 
first of all, any surprises that are not on that list? Zach? Uh, yeah, the one we were kind of talking about before the show, we talked about Connor Asijan. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of a surprise to a lot of people when that first list first came out. And then, like we also talked about before the show also, though, it's, it's then you play the game of, okay, who's, who's losing their spot to him? Right. Yeah, you've got to do that. It's, you know, you've got, you have to do that if, when, when it's a, a set list. You know, these are, these are teams that play games. Um, any, any list you have, I, I've always maintained that every time you have a list of five kids, there's probably two more guys that belong. So you can imagine how that grows exponentially. So if you've got a, a list of 10 kids, or in this case, 12, there's probably four, four to five more guys who belong. And that's kind of where we're at. You look at the, 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 the All-State team that came out, um, the Supreme 15, which is the top 15 underclassmen, remove hooks from the equation. Jalen Hooks was on that list because he's not a junior for this junior all-star discussion, you've got Connor Asijan on that list. You've got Travis Grayson on that list. Billy Smith or Asijan from Central Noble. Grayson is from Chesterton. Billy Smith is from Burbuff. Um, Charlie Williams is not on that list from Carmel, but he did make the junior all-star list. So that does show you how it's not completely a one-to-one relationship in terms of how those things are decided. Um, and I don't, you know, it makes sense to have two guys from Carmel on there because they're state champs. And while Charlie did get off to a slow start, he was, he was much more consistent uh, throughout the state tournament in the second half of the year. And he had some absolutely tremendous games for them um, late in the year and, and throughout the state tournament. So, um, you know, I don't know. We, we probably don't need to play the game where we're taking guys off, but a season is definitely, I thought he should have been on there. He's, you know, Central Noble's been v- very successful with him. And um, he's probably one of the best shooters in the class, and statistically he certainly has it. So, Chris, was there anybody that we didn't name that was uh, – you, you, were, you were talking about Billy Smith, but anybody else that didn't make it that's caught your eye? Uh, yeah, I feel like Julian Norris possibly could have been on there too. We were talking yeah. about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, he had a good season, and Bossy did pretty well. I don't know how far they got in the tournament off the top of my head, but he, I mean, he still had a good season for them. Um, and then Billy Smith, he, I mean, he was Burbuff's best player by quite a bit, and they just kind of got, had to play a very, very good gearing team in their sectional. Um, but, yeah, but those two, and Grayson, I, I didn't watch them too much, but I know he was, he had a great year in Chesterton, had one of its better seasons. Um, yeah. in the recent future too, feel like he could have an argument, but yeah, but I think especially a siege and like, like you guys have mentioned, he, I think he definitely deserved a spot. If, if Richard Brooks is not Zach's adoptive son, then it's Travis Grayson. Yep. Um, the, they are to him as my Carmel guys are to me, I guess. Um, <sighs> yeah, Grayson, I, we, we played, actually coached against him last summer. And he's just a bulldog of a point guard. And, and I mean, we've talked about him here before, so that's not anything new. I don't know what, you know, I don't know who you would take off this junior all-star list. I mean, you know, it's tougher this year because they're, they only did 12 instead of, instead of 18 because they're, they're only playing one game instead of two. So they, you don't have a core and then a North and a South. 
And for a couple of years, they had played three games. So you had 24 kids play. That was kind of crazy. Um, but um, I, I had I a couple, couple other names, maybe kind of just to throw out there also. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I had Landon Mabuziak. He's, he hasn't done a whole lot this year. Uh, he's going to have a new coach next season. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays into his, his senior year. Uh, and JJ Loudon also is somebody I thought of that could have thrown their name out there as well. Yeah. He's a different, you know, statistically he doesn't wow a lot of people. Conwell's their best, probably their most productive player. Um, and Loudon is, is definitely a very, very good defender that probably from a recruiting standpoint, will get him more recognition, but then from a, from a, you know, from a scholarship standpoint, um, you know, I think people are still trying to figure out Conwell, but yeah, it, it, it would have been interesting if they would have gone with one of the Pike juniors. Um, but sometimes this is just, it, it's, it's a weird mix because look, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, like the recruiting stuff that we have, obviously we still got guys like Reggie Bass on there, Kamari lands that, aren't eligible for this for these teams mm-hmm. uh, because they're at prep schools. Uh, we like Babuziak from a from a potential standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint. Um, you know, we've got Julian. We had Julian Norris in our top fifteen. I'm not as high on him as others are, um, but you know, again, that's just because I think the times I've seen him play, I've not seen him shoot the ball real well. So I wonder. I wonder what translates. Um, but that's that's not really in consideration for this list for this stuff. I'm going through real quick and looking at anybody else that you know. You look at guys like Hagen Nepp from Bar Reeve, yep. who statistically had a really good year, obviously on a really good team, and and they were super competitive um, against bigger schools. One in particular. Um, flipping through some lists here as my internet gets to slow down. Um, do they take you know, from position into consideration much on this kind of thing? Sometimes they do. Okay. Sometimes they do. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of point guards in this list. There's a, there's a lot of point guards in this list. Right. Chandler Jackson is a kid from Warren central that I think we probably have a little higher from a recruiting standpoint, but statistically he's not going to put up big numbers because he's, you know, was their third option, maybe even sometimes their fourth option. Um, and let's see, flipping through, going by position by position here on our website. Because, um, I mean, if we're talking a true five on the on this list, I, I mean, I say Charlie Williams – uh, do you consider Jalen Jackson a true or Jalen Washington a true five? No, he's not at all. More of a stretch I mean, four, isn't he? Yeah, he th- he tell you he's a three. <laughs> three, yeah. He tell you he's a three, and um, I mean, is Charlie the only real five on the list? Yeah, I mean, you look at the center. The guys we have listed at centers are Babuziak, Pete Moe, who's no longer here, and then Charlie Williams. Obviously, we got to we we plan on updating this list after the first month of AAU, but um, but I mean, like. Like we're saying, there's a bunch of point guards, wings. Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think they did here. I don't think like Charlie made it just because he was a center. 
Right. No, I'm not saying. I was just curious if that played into it much at all. Yeah, I like, mean, sometimes sometimes well, it does. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does for the All Star team, but you know they usually have 13 guys, so there's right. there's one more piece. I don't know how they're going to do the All Star team. Good luck with that. But I mean, obviously we've already podcasted about it, so. But I don't. Yeah, I think Asijin's the biggest omission. Um, not that that's that's the one I would go with, but but I thought those other options. I thought. Grayson and, and Julian Norris is a good one. And I'm surprised Julian Norris didn't make the Supreme 15 either. Did they have anybody from Southern Indiana on that list? Um, I don't think so. I mean, Southwest Indiana, I guess I should say. They only had one guy in what I would call dead two. They had Lovings Whites and yeah. Silver Creek. Um, or Le- I'm sorry, Lovings Watts and Brandon Northern. But nobody from Southwest Indiana. Um, yeah, I don't know. Now I've moved down to read some of these other all state lists and kind of getting off point, but, um, well, that's it. Any other thoughts on that before we get to the freshman? I don't think so. All right, Chris, you're up, man. This weekend you were at the Indy ball event that took place at Fitch at three locations, Finch Creek, the high school guys primarily played at Finch Creek and Fisher's High School, so stick there. What were um, what what kid, even if it's an out of state kid that like like I know Indiana Elite's got a kid that's from Illinois. What what kid stood out the most from you? And then we'll get into some into some of the nuts and bolts. Yeah, that guy, um, Cooper <laughs> Cook, or Co- <clears throat> the Trevor Anderson tweeted his name. I didn't get his name, but I think it was either Connor Cook or Cooper Cook. Connor. He's like a six six kind of gotcha six six yeah. or six seven forward, and in the game I watched of theirs, I mean he was doing literally everything. He was driving and creating for himself. He, he even he didn't make it three, but he, he looked pretty confident shooting. Um, and his post hook it looked great as well. Um, let me pull up that game in my notes. Um, and yeah, and he he has a great frame. He's really lanky. He looks like he'll probably end up being about six ten. And, I mean, his dribbling, I was very impressed with how well it was already. And his drop, he had a great drop step move. He did a couple times. And the team they were playing, you know, the, the guy defending him was 6'3". But, um, but still, I mean, that guy was not, like, skinny or anything. So it was not super easy. Um, and his mid-range jump shot, I mean, it looked great, too. He, was, he drew a bunch of fouls, and he had a bunch of putbacks and got fouled on some of them. I think he probably finished the game with about 30 points and – and he, he even got a couple steals. I mean, literally did just about everything. But he, I mean, he was definitely, I'd say, the most impressive guy I saw all weekend. So, yeah. On that Indian elite team, who were the other, who were some other guys there that stood out? Yeah, there was two others that stood out to me. Um, Tayden Metzger from Marion, who played a mm. decent role for Marion this year. He was, yep. he looked, he hit, I think, three or four threes in the game I watched. Um, and he just, he has a great looking shot and he even had, I think two pull-up jumpers too. Um, he's very confident and on defense, he's very, very aggressive on the ball and got a, I think a steal or two as well. Um, he's, he's a player to watch for sure. And he's, I think he's about six foot, I would say. Um, yeah. And Marion losing Blackman, he'll, he'll probably have a very big role next year, I'd guess in their offense. Um, and then Aaron fine. I saw him during the high school season a couple of times. Um, Noblesville. 
yeah, looks way, way more improved dribbling wise. Um, I mean, he was, he drew, he got a couple and ones driving to the hoop. He, he had some great crossovers to get in there too. Um, and, and I mean, the guys guarding him were not, were around six foot two, so they weren't necessarily like short or anything like that. Um, but he, I was really impressed with how aggressive he was driving compared to in the season when he was mostly just a shooter and a defender. And obviously the def- defensive part of him, he's still good. I mean, same thing gets, got a couple steals. Um, I think he even got a block in that game. Um, and he, he had probably the best pass I saw all weekend. It was a full court one-handed pass and, and he's, he's, he was just a great player. And, and also like during the high school season, he shot very well. Um, and then the final guy from that from that team, Will Spellman. He's a six five forward from Center Grove. Yeah, I think he he may play football. I don't know, but he has a like a tight end type of frame. Um, and he he had a couple out of position rebounds, which you know for his size, I was impressed with the hustle. Um, and had a couple nice drop step and spin moves in the post, and got a couple shots. Yeah, but that and I will say that team. Um, I was pretty sure they'd make it back to the championship, um, but they got upset. I'll go into the next team um, by an, one of the Indiana elite Kyle Guy teams, which was the Kyle Guy white team, which I think um, from prospect perspective, um, they weren't necessarily as like um, eye catching as other teams. And, and I will say the game I watched against them, they played the uh, mid Ohio Pumas team that ended up winning the championship. Um, but the guy I was most impressed by on their team was, um, Scotty Selmer, who's a 5'10 guard from Bishop Chatard. I believe his brother was on their team. Um, but he was, I mean, he, he just looked like a really good vocal leader for their team. Whenever he was out of the game, you could just hear him cheering really loud for his team and his shot looked great. He had, I mean, he had a couple crossovers. I was very impressed by, um, had some great passes too. And then Braden Robertson from Greenfield Central. He's about a 6'2", 6'1", forward. He he did pretty well driving and hit a, I think he hit a couple threes too in that game. And he I believe he did do some things on the varsity role for Greenfield Central too. So, so yeah. He dressed, he definitely dressed. Spellman too dressed varsity for Center Grove. Um, I don't know how much clock he got, but uh, he is a football player. But they've got – Center Grove had two freshmen that uh, were dressed in the varsity and then for the um the uh, robertson kid you're talking about now his brother probably will be ineligible next year um so he'll have a bigger role to fill he'll have a bigger role to fill um but yeah that's i think that's news that's not news yet but uh, uh. we'll see how that we'll see how that goes um <laughs> Yeah, and I believe but, the other freshman you're talking about is Jalen Bundy. Is that him? At uh, at Greenfield? Or at, or no, Center, at Center Grove. Grove. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. He was on that team too, actually. Okay. Um, and he, was, he, he was on the he Kyle Guy team or the, the other Indiana Elite team? The, the Kyle Guy team. Okay. Yeah, he definitely didn't have his best game because I saw – I think I saw a JV game of Center Grove earlier in the year. But he – I mean, he, he was – he had some good driving ability. Um, and again, kind of like Selmer was definitely a vocal leader in that team. That team really has great defense and good leadership. So I think that that's kind of, I'm guessing, the main reason they beat Indiana Elite because that was pretty shocking to me. Joey, um, jo- Joey Schmitz was the other freshman at Center Grove that, that dressed varsity for them. I'm, I'm just 
looking at their their roster from gotcha. the school year. So in fact, I don't even know that I saw Center Grove play this year. But Coach Hahn sent me was <laughs> nice enough to send me a a digital copy of the roster. So. Um. So I can go to another game. This one yeah. was the Indiana Elite Team Nash. Um, I saw them twice. I saw them against the Eric Gordon um, AAU team, their white team, and then uh, the Mid-Ohio Pumas, which, again, um, and that this was kind of a sort of a bad sample size, but um, but the Mid-Ohio team, they're, they're, they won the championship as well. But Kaysen Nash, who I believe is the coach's son, um, he's from Borden High School, and – I mean, I was shocked at how good of a shooter he was. He was shooting very consistently from 25 to 30 feet out. Um, I, in the second game I saw, he hit two or three volleyball line threes in a row. Um, so obviously very streaky. But also in the Ohio game, very confident too, um, which is good in some cases. Sometimes not so much, but but he, he has a lot of potential. And I'm not sure how good Borden is but I assume they're a smaller school team. So he could, I mean, down yeah. the line, yeah, he could be a pretty big player for them. Um, they, then, um, go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead and finish. So that, I, that Nash team was Southern Southeast Indiana, basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I'd say, I think I'm pretty sure. Um, and the, the most impressive player from that team was, and he actually, I looked, I looked up Madison on Twitter or Max preps. He actually played a pretty big role. Um, as a role player, Jack Miller, he's a six-two forward, um, or six-three, something like that. But he he was he was a great driver. He could space the floor well. He attacked very strong. Drew multiple fouls in both games I watched. Um, and for he's kind of more of like a three or a wing, not really necessarily like a point guard shooting guard. But he he was great at just getting the floor open and shooting threes and stuff like that. And on defense, he had a couple plays where he got back way quicker than everyone else and even got some steals and blocks from just getting back so quickly. Um, his lateral movement I thought was very impressive, and I was impressed by his hustle too. He had a couple of those uh, out-of-position offensive rebounds, and he, he was really impressive. He, I'm not, I think that Madison loses a decent bit from their team this year, and I know they did pretty well. So he, yeah, I mean, he, yeah he could play he could play a pretty big role next year. I think he got about five points a game during the um, varsity season. So um, what of the games? So the games you saw Sunday, did you watch any of the older games, like the sophomore and the, the junior games? Were you able to, what, what stood out there saying that sophomore class, anything? anything yes. Not, your eye? Yeah. Not, not to be biased, but um, a Zionsville guy, Nick, Nick Rehart in yeah. the game I was watching against, and an AAU team I was not expecting to be as good as they were was the Indiana Elite North 2022 team. Um, they have – and I'll talk about their guys first. EJ Smith from Noblesville. During the season, you know, he's mainly a shooter. He was – his driving and him driving to the lane and, dry, and making layups through contact was very, like, like wow-type factor. And he – I didn't – I mean, I didn't know he could drive that well because he got – I think two or three and ones in that Indiana elite 2023 team. That's a big team. Um, yeah. They won the championship in the 17 U team um, and they beat the Indiana elite 2022 TI team, which I also saw in that. Um, but yeah. And then Billy Smith, he had a great dribble move. 
um, that he didn't shoot off it, but that I saw that on Instagram today. And then was but he, he, had, he was with he was with the team, the TI team, the team Indiana team. Yes, and yeah, I, that's I was the, actually yeah. After watching them, I was wondering which team he was on. But Indiana Elite North 2022. But and they have and they do have a guy to possibly keep an eye on. I didn't get his name, but they have a like a six nine guy from Carroll, um, who's on that team. I think his first name was Landon. I didn't get yeah, his last name. I'll get he, it for you. Yeah, he 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 played. I mean, Nick Nick Rehart is quite a um, post presence, obviously. Um, but he he on his end, um, he didn't really do much like scoring wise. But he had a couple of nice passes out of the post to Billy Smith, who's obviously a very good shooter. Um, and 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 I'll go. You're the, talking about Logan Logan Lackanow or Lankanow. Yeah. Yes, that's he's, him. And he's a kid. He, look, he's long. He's he's a lot like Zach. He'd remind you a little bit of Barone or Barone at Valpo, oh, right? Where right. you know he's got he's got size, he's got length, and just the body is just not strong enough yet. And Logan, again, would probably tell you he's more of a like a wing. <laughs> probably try to play that route he doesn't and he doesn't play a ton at Carroll. i mean he, he was not part of their i'm not even sure he was still in the program this year um so i'm not sure if he's still at Carroll or not or if he i didn't you know i didn't see their i didn't i don't know that i saw them play except for in the tournament so i don't know if i've got a roster on them or not um but yeah i know who you're talking about mm-hmm. um yeah chris so yeah mm-hmm. but wait so billy who did billy smith play for He's yeah, he's on Indiana Elite North 2022, or at least he was for this weekend. So um, he did not play with the team Indiana team. Nope. Wow. Nope. So he he switched over. Yeah. That surprises yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I will say, like I said, I think they have quite a few out of state guys on that North team from like I think the Toledo area. Um, but I mean they they sh- I was I was because Indiana Elite 2023, I watched them as well part of the time the night before. Um, and you know, I was kind of expecting them to steamroll everyone, but, but they, I mean, it was, I think 76 to 71, something like that. And Billy Smith and EJ Smith, I mean, both of them, they played very well. And EJ, like I said, usually a shooter, but his driving in that game really kept them in it. And Billy Smith, I mean, he's a super explosive shooter. He hit probably three or four corner threes that really kept them in that game. Um, and I think gave him the lead at one point. So. Yeah, and um, yeah, Billy's. Yeah, I, I guess I go back to I'm surprised. That's I mean, I we always joke. I say we. There's a couple guys that I coach with that we talk about, and some of the parents that I get to know. The off season sometimes way more interesting than the season because it's all the player movement, and you know, we hell even I lost a kid the Sunday before sectionals, which did not make me happy in the least. Um, but, um. Yeah, the the, uh, the the player movement is is interesting fodder. It's kind of like uh, it's, it's not as it's kind of like free agency. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is also to this is also the time too after the first tournament or two where kids maybe think they're not in the right situation, so they're looking to maybe looking to make a move, which is a timely comment as I'm reading my text messages. So, um, and, and any uh, of the, any of the, any other juniors who, Hey, first of all, there's no shame in being 
fans yeah, of your hometown team. Be a homer I mean, here. This is what we're all about. Yeah, Nick. Nick yeah. is really good. Yeah, Nick. Nick is a kid that played baseball. It was tough to get him to consider uh, playing AAU basketball because of his baseball involvement. So it's one of those deals where you, after you're being told no a couple times because he plays baseball, you just quit asking. And the next thing I know, last year he's with Indiana Elite. I'm not saying he would have came over and played with with our group, but but I didn't even call him last year. And um, and then of course he wanted to play with Imes, who's I think is really good as well. So both both yeah. those guys are good. Zionsville's got a bright future and. And, um, you know, Coach Howell's going to, you know, those kids are now going to be the centerpiece of what they do going, going forward for the next two years. So, yeah. Rehart in, in that Indiana Elite North game, he probably scored. And he does this quite a bit in games, if you've watched. He has runs where he scores once in the post, and they, and you just, they just keep giving it to him, and he scores again. He, I think he scored, I think, 12 or 13 in a row by himself in that game just because, you know. And, and I mean – it, the North team had the size, like I mentioned, that Logan Lackanow, he's 6'9", and they had another big, who I believe was an out-of-state guy, who was about 6'6". Um, and, you know, and, and and on that team also, Jerron Tibbs played pretty well from Cathedral. Yeah. Um, he he had a couple great hustle plays. Um, Braden Shrewsbury, not sure. He might, he'll might probably move with his dad. but Shrew, Yeah, um, Shrewsbury, yeah. yeah he, he will be – my guess is he'll be here all summer. Because I'm gu- I'm guessing they are not moving until the, like him and his mother and his his siblings are probably not going to move until the end of the school year, and then it's just one more month. Um, so he'll do probably school team stuff in June in you know in, in College Station in uh, Pennsylvania, and then he'll probably come back and play for three more weeks with an Indian you know with them, and then I imagine next year he won't be able to play with them so. But yeah, yeah I, I'll imagine he, he's going to be within the rest of the year. So, yeah. and, um, and yeah, and that's, and I'm trying, yeah, that's about it from that game. And then the, I watched a little bit of that Indiana elite 2022 team, Indiana team, um, yeah. their game, not very quick paced one. Um, I think the final score was in the fifties. So it was definitely a gritty defense one. And that was against, um, team Rose 2022. Yeah. Um, and the only guy that really like, really stood out was AJ Dixon from Merrillville. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of been a rising guy and he had, he he's had a couple blocks. I mean, he's super athletic and that Rose team, they're very athletic and very length, lanky. Um, and, but Dixon, he had a very good play where he posted a guy and then got a steal on the other end, and then hit a three on the next play. Um, and I mean, he, he, he'll, I, Merrillville, I'm not again not sure how much they lose. Um, I assume they're fairly young. Um, but he'll I mean he'll I think he was a pretty big role for them this year, but he'll definitely play a big role for them next year too. Um yeah. yeah. And going to he's, the he's, right, really, he's, an, he's really raw. Yeah, he is. And he but he's up and coming. He's got, you know, he's a super athlete and yep. I know he they obviously had to adjust this year, um, losing Keon uh, yeah. coming into the season and that was never good. So, but Hey, Chris, we're going to wrap this up. Um, was there any, anybody else that stood out that you should just, that you want to talk about real quick or, or yeah. was that pretty much it? Yeah. Two more from the grand park team, UA rise who lost to the Ohio Pumas in the championship, but Ronald Rutland, who's a six foot okay. soft or freshman guard from North central. He's a, a great shooter. He had, I think six or seven threes in the, 
game they had against Team Rose. Um, and then a 6-6 big from Pendleton Heights, Josiah Gustin, who's yeah. also on the Grand Park team. Um, he, he was very impressive. And he was kind of had a rough start, but he, he got way better near the end of the game. And kind of like I mentioned, Three Hard had moments where they just kept giving it to him. He produced an Isaac Andrews from Wapahani. He had he sees a great shooter. He had a couple nice threes in that game too. So yeah, that's about all. Yeah, Andrews was uh, Wapahani's leading scorer, and then Gustin was one of two freshmen that played a lot for Pendleton Heights. So I didn't didn't see them play, but um, they um, I know that statistically they played those. It looks like they played those two kids quite a bit. So well, Chris, good job this week. We'll probably. Um, if you're, you know, if you if you can't, we'll we'll have you go back out this weekend, and we'll we'll bring you back on the podcast. Uh, we may have to start doing these on Monday night. Zach, does that work? Yeah, it worked for me. Okay, because the whole now I'm coaching every Sunday pretty much from here on out, and it'll be uh, honestly I won't feel like talking to anybody because <laughs> if we win, I'll probably be out. No matter what happens, I'll be out Sunday night. If we get beat, I'll I'll just be grumpy. So nobody wants that. Um, but, uh, Chris, this week we're, uh, there's going to be games at the, uh, the, the factory on the West side. Yeah. Uh, those... I, I mentioned, um, I had something going on the 24th that was moved to this weekend. Oh, so, was it that, really? so, so you yeah, might be out it, Saturday. It, yeah. It's a volleyball turn. I can probably do something in the evening. Okay. Um, de- depending cause it's, I think from like 7am to 1pm ish. So but yeah, but I'll let you know, but Sunday should work. Cool. For that, so. that that works because um, I'll be there watching games too, and um, I guess I could have talked about a couple of the juniors that I saw, but honestly, I didn't even think about it till just now. So, um, although Jackson, I, I will say this: Jackson Edwards from Cathedral um, was talking with Indiana State assistant who was there watching his son play, so it's kind of a nice advantage talking about how good he is defensively and how if he can if he can really show a more consistent jump shot uh, that he would, uh, he would definitely be a prospect there because he has the ath- requisite athleticism and a great body and right on cue, my guy uh, went out and hit a couple threes. So, um, although then I told, you know, as much as I pitched his defense, then he got beat off one dribble uh, once and that was bad timing. So yeah, but yeah he, lo- he looked good. He looked good for the D one Indiana team for that 2022 group. So Zach, you want to get these reads? You got your reads ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Box Out Sports is leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. Sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And as always, remember that is not just for basketball. That can be for any sport that you want to highlight in your high schools or any schools. Courts at Indiana podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. Uh, we would appreciate a rating and review. We are um, on all three of those. We're getting about 450, 500 listeners a week. So that's good traffic. Appreciate it. And, um, you know, five star rating would be great. Uh, but any type of rating and review. And like I said last week, if you've got any ideas on content, we're always looking for uh, basketball-related content in the offseason. I think we're going to obviously focus a lot on AAU. And uh, we still got uh, Mr. Basketball that's going to be announced or coming up soon. We can talk about that. And I'm sure we'll still have some recruiting discussion relative to COVID um, because it's basically no college coaches on the road until late June. So 
all these events are going to go by the wayside and no division one coaches will be watching them. So Zach, you got anything up coming up this week? Uh, soccer, soccer, soccer. Nice. Chris, we, you know, we've asked every week how Zach is doing with t- he's a teacher. So we ask him every week how he does with his e-learning stuff. How's your e-learning going as a student? Uh, going, going pretty well. Um, yeah, we, just, we had a spring break last week, so didn't have anything that week, but we got back today and it was a pretty easy day. So pretty good. Pretty easy day. Good. All yeah. right. Well, good deal. Well, those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And those that are listening for the first time, I hope we come back. And other than that, you guys have a great week and thanks for listening. Oh,